Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. We are at the McGowan Art Refuge. Do I need to come over here? What do you... What are we calling this? What are we calling this establishment? We've, been, we, we've called the place a lot of things, and as it grows, we keep changing the name. We, we call it the first thing is the McGowan Art Studio, and then lately we've been thinking about it more as a McGowan Art Retreat. And then someone suggested Sanctuary, and then we're like the McGowan Art Retreat and Sanctuary, Mars. But I think McGowan Art Studio for now, and that's on Google Maps and all. The McGowan Art Studio. McGowan Art Studio. McGowan Art Compound. Out of the compound. <laughs> and the we compound. have the second of interim artist in artist residence, in residence mm-hmm. Karina Rivera. Yeah. And I got it right. Yeah, you did. Hello. <laughs> so, a little bit about you, Karina. Where are you from? Uh, well, I was born in Altamont Springs, Florida. Uh, to Puerto Rican parents Mm -hmm. and grew up just kind of in Florida and back and forth also going to Puerto Rico Um, yeah I lived in North Carolina for two years left back in Florida what part of Florida just kind of all over Altamont Springs like growing up as a child and then uh, for a bit of my teenage years I was uh, in Boca Raton okay the south near Miami and so how did art or the being creative how did that start for you um well I mean as like a child my my dad also went to art school and he's an architect mm-hmm. um so my dad was always very encouraging with drawing and going to museums and galleries and always just encouraged some form of creativity and and such um but in my teenage years I pretty much eliminated like arts and creative because I was so invested in sports (laughs) I was uh yeah just focused on sports so like my teenage years I did not care for art at all and um at some point just wasn't happy with doing sports anymore and what else sports was you involved in uh I did tennis tennis yeah I just trained in tennis. That's it has been a long time since I played. Uh, when I was living down in Mobile, we would play uh, tennis recreationally, like our apartment complex. They had a mm-hmm. tennis complex. Yeah. And uh, I was uh, so proud of myself when I learned how to put spin on my serve. Oh, <laughs> that's a good moment, though. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I could guarantee some points on the serve, but if we ever got the volley, and I might be in trouble. <laughs> Is it like too fast? Like because once you're like closer to the net, it's just like yeah, it's coming at you at a much faster pace. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it was that same way with like uh, even t- table tennis. Is like I had a really yeah. good serve, but if we got the volley and I was gonna get in trouble because I was gonna get in my own head. <laughs> I'm thinking about where I was gonna try to place the next shot and not be thinking about where the where you're gonna send the next shot. Mm-hmm. You know, 
right on uh, your head. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Here, this will humble yeah. you. But uh, <laughs> so, uh, so you picked up tennis for a while, was training in that, then art came back into your life? Yeah. Uh, um, when I was kind of uh, just really not happy in tennis anymore, I was just uh, probably really burned out and really tired. I slowly started watching some documentary films and looking up like um, documentary photographers and um, I don't remember how I got into that but in some way that popped into my life and well my dad was always really interested in documentaries and we always watched it growing up but um, somehow it came back when I was around 16, 17 mm -hmm. and fell in love with just some documentary photographers and street photographers and um, and just slowly from there was uh, interested in the arts again and thankfully from like a push from my dad uh, to pursue it a mm -hmm. bit more because I was like no I'm an athlete I'm a tennis player I don't do that stuff and he's just like no I really think you should um, take the time to consider it and go to university and mm -hmm. and such so so uh, we all have a mutual friend, J.C. Long. I think you uh, you met him yeah. recently. Yeah, yeah. He's into uh, street photography and well, all kind of different mm -hmm. photographies. Uh, he has a couple I know, like on Instagram, that he follows that he's really inspired by. Do you have any that really just inspire you right now? Um, I mean, he's not really a street photography photographer, but he does documentary work and such. But Mustafa Abdulaziz mm -hmm. is a I believe he's from New York, um, and he does a beautiful project on water. It's like very <laughs> broad and open, but his his documentary work on water and like how water is connected to culture, economics, sociology, psychology, and every form how water weaves into different parts of the world like the earth but then also our life as well um this is my favorite photographer at the moment and also the research and the amount of care he puts in his work at least for me is mm -hmm. quite amazing but of course there's like the classics of like vivian Meyer, meyer i believe it's pronounced mm -hmm. i don't remember and um Oh, there's so many. I am always bad at <laughs> remembering yeah, the names. I, know, it's kind of I probably need to like just write a whole list of my notebook so that I remember, but I'm quite awful at remembering names, but yeah. Well, two's good. I mean, it's, it's kind of a tough question when you put on the spot with something <laughs> like that. Like, well, well, who's, who's your biggest influences? Yeah, uh, so, so uh, many. yeah, what about universities? So after high school, would you study in the States or would you mm. be going to Europe? Or? No, I went to the Savannah College of Art and Design. Okay, so that's where Joseph comes in. Yeah, yeah, and I had, uh, we were both in athletics. Like I had a, was lucky enough to receive a full scholarship there to do tennis and which allowed me to go to university. And yeah, and then Joseph, I met my freshman year. I think the second quarter I like knew him from the first quarter and was just like who is this human roaming around the <laughs> premises of SCAD um, and then we got to know each other the second year yeah and he was someone who got me interested in oil pastels because I was pretty like fully strictly kind of in photography and had no 
knowledge or comfort in drawing at all. Um, uh-huh. And he always had these oil pastels, and so we would uh, just sit around in random corners and just draw. And that was like my first comfort or like feeling like I can do anything on this paper and it won't, won't matter. Kind of opened you up? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was very like closed off and very private and both like with people and with like myself and such. So to be able to go on a piece of paper and just draw a bit was quite relieving. Yeah. So at that time it was still photography and tennis predominantly and so mm-hmm. and you were just getting back to uh different medias with yeah. that? Yeah. I was trying to lose my tennis identity. <laughs> like I was really just like no, but I couldn't stop because I was being paid to go to university for it, but yeah. I was trying to eliminate this whole identity and go into um arts a bit more and 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 explore that but yeah it was mainly in my freshman year was so predominantly um photography like traditional documentary photography and um yeah that's it I mean you take foundation courses at mm-hmm. sc- in your art universities as well so just Basics. taking designs and graphic or design 101 and color theory and yeah. <laughs> I got you. And so uh, what about, would you finish at Savannah or would you move on from there? Or what did it look like? I did finish in Savannah. I did my four years in Savannah. Um, and that was, for me, like a really incredible time to um, explore so many different mediums and um, just get comfortable with getting out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. pretty much like uh, I remember my senior year having a difficult time because um, I felt like the athletics (coughs) athletics required you or at least in tennis or at least how I was trained in tennis and such you have to be quite um, not cold but you have to not let certain emotions interfere and you can't be open also to others while you're playing like if you're sensitive towards others you lose like you need to be able to uh, uh, close yourself off yeah close yourself off and just be like this is this person's weakness this is how I'm going to beat them and I don't care like how they feel because as soon as I cared about how they felt then I would yeah lose um and then the opposite was the arts, where it's requiring you... Yeah, to open yourself to all the way up. Op- yeah, completely, and be so sensitive and be and question all these different things about you and the world around you, and just the complete opposite. So it was quite... For me, it was the hardest in my senior year to go through that, like have to go to training and have to go to these tournaments and still have this part of myself that was closed off and uh, then go to class the next day or the next morning and be asked to do the complete opposite. And, um, yeah, you're living through lives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially my yeah my senior year, I was doing a project, um, attunement and refraction with uh, a really, really good friend of mine, Annika, and we were pretty much just doing a collaboration together where that was... Uh, 
we had very different styles of communication, but we had to be really open with one another and try to figure out and try to learn about each other's communications and lives without also wanting to change the other person. And that just puts you in a really sensitive, really, really sensitive area. So I was, that was hard. Yeah. <laughs> that was a hard time. But in the end, I was, SCAD was, those four years were really great and really important. And so what about uh, after you finished up college? What would you do then? After I finished college, I went, um, I stayed in Savannah for like two, three months, mm -hmm. just kind of working to save up some money. And then I, after two, three months in Savannah, I went straight to Berlin. Yeah. What led you out to Berlin? Um, my second year of university, I went in the winter backpacking on my own to Europe. Uh, just for like a month or so and I yeah I just I was in Copenhagen and I ended up meeting this guy in Copenhagen who we like just bonded over um, being uh, I did online schooling so from 13 years old to I went till 18 I did only online schooling and he did homeschooling because he grew up in a traveling circus or something so we talked for hours and hours and then by the end of it he's like oh where is your next destination on your backpacking trip I said oh, I'm not really sure I will see where where I end up going and he said I think you should go to Berlin I think you would really really like it mm -hmm. um, and that's all the information he gave me and I was just like okay yeah I guess I'll go there and I ended up staying there for the rest of my backpacking trip <laughs> like then <laughs> I was so you went wrong yeah, he was not wrong. He was really right. I trusted him. I'm like, three hours talking to a person, and if you get along with them after three, three couple hours, I, mm -hmm. I trust their judgment a bit. Um, so that's how I ended up in Berlin, and I had a really great time there. Um, and then that was the winter of 2017, so then the summer of 2018, I was... So I was interning at the Impossible Project. I was able to uh, uh, get an internship through, yeah, just talking to some really great people at a conference and um, then interned there for three months. Um, and that then kind of solidified for me that I want to be in Berlin after spending three months there doing that internship. and. What uh? What was what was the job like while you were interning? Um. So I was interning for the photo editor, and I mean it was pretty simple. Like I would just I scanned a lot of Polaroids, like hundreds of Polaroids. That was my main job, just scanning them all digitally and um, assisting with anything that they needed in the office, uh, doing some photo shoots here and there, mm -hmm. um, and then. Yeah, pretty much just like being like, do you need anything? Do you need anything? Da, 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 da. And um, that's that was my time there for that internship. Um, and the photo editor was really nice and put a good like imprint on um, on just like working there as well. Mm -hmm. um, kind of opened some doors for you. Yeah. Um, later, 
when I came a year later for my visa, because I wasn't finished with university yet, I then went back to SCAD, finished my senior year. And when I went back for my visa, I went to Berlin um, without a visa or anything, just the travel one. So I had three months to figure out like what visa I'm going to get, because there's like five, six different kinds, and each of them required different documents. So. Um, Thankfully, I was going to Polaroid. Uh, at that time, then they changed back to Polaroid. Um, and just knocking on their door like, do you need any assistance? Do you need any help? And after a couple weeks, they were like, yeah, we actually need your assistance and some, some help around the office. And they really helped me get that visa. I ended up getting an artist freelance visa. And um, uh, I don't think it would have been possible for me to get that if I wouldn't have interned with them or yeah. had some kind of connection. connection there. I mean, I could have, but it would have been a lot harder because I was going pretty much blind. I kind of <laughs> I kind of asked around my university like how do I like what do I need to do to like go to Berlin? Like what are all the requirements and all the legal stuff and visa stuff I need to do to be able to do it and no one knew how to do it like <laughs> I mean I really loved I, I really enjoyed and I'm super thankful for everyone there but like when I asked how I can get there they're like I don't know you just have to do it yourself I was like but you're at like the university you're sure. supposed to can I add something mm -hmm. this is really unusual too because it's super difficult for a fine artist to come out of a college and, and just fall into something like it doesn't have it's rare mm -hmm. so this is like a significant thing for her career and life for that to have happened and make it happen herself by going over and just taking a chance yeah I mean, I, they don't you really they don't say you get a degree we're going to help you get a job that's not how no it works. It it's not like other fields either yeah that's a very that's a very good point it's there's a lot of things that you just have to figure out yourself and and you know, there's really there's nice people along the way who will like give you some hints and stuff there, and maybe some who will even like really really help you. But um, of course, coming right out of university, um, there's and each person wants to do their own thing also. So that's why it's so difficult to know exactly what you need to do, like what papers and things you need to. Uh huh. Yeah. I I finished trade school and like. It was just kind of a rare thing, but I had a job lined up the moment I graduated. And I know for a lot of people, it, it seems to be that way no matter what you study. It's like yeah. you graduate, and it's kind of like, a, well, now what? Yeah. You know, you kind of you got to pick yeah. up the pieces and yeah. figure it out. Yeah, and I liked, I liked that. I mean, that was a big reason for me to go to Berlin also because my impression of Berlin and or like the people I spent my time around in Berlin – it wasn't about your job was not the focus at all or isn't the, the focus like I know people from a lot of my friends are in so many different ranges of fields and you all hang out together and you don't talk about work and some of them I don't even really know what they do yeah. but they're really really good friends of mine and we know each other in a much different form but when it comes to jobs that's really not the focus at all which mm -hmm. is something that attracted me to that place mm -hmm. a lot um, but then of course you do need to find the job and you need to have the right paperwork at some point and yeah. such but yeah so just about like the media and what you do now with uh, what you were showing us over there yeah. how did you get into that 
Um, and what's it called? Yeah, so it's called cyanotypes. Uh, cyan, like the color, mm-hmm. and types, something. <laughs> um, but I got into it. I've always been into the darkroom process. Like, uh, I always shoot film. I don't really do, do digital. And um, I've always enjoyed, like, hand uh, processes. And... I mainly got into cyanotypes because my one of my bosses in Berlin, she runs the Berlin drawing room, and she focuses mainly on like botanical watercolors, and I was never really into botanicals. I mean, I really enjoyed it, but it wasn't part of my work so much, and it wasn't something I would focus in, but because of uh, the job I have and being surrounded by botanical artwork, um, I was really interested, like, oh, okay, how can I implement this in, like, photography? And then just kind of looking up um, different darkroom processes, a beautiful book came up by Anna Atkins, who, which is actually the very first uh, photography photo book and uh, published, and then also by a woman, Anna Atkins. And this is a beautiful book of, I think, 200-something... Um, UK algaes and it's all cyanotype process and so when I found this book and was just kind of looking through it I was so interested by it like the detail the color the the little veins and stuff coming out of the the um, leaves and then how you can play with the composition with your hand and it's not like in a photo where it's just the camera and the things that I I don't really like play with the things up uh, that I'm shooting with my camera, but with this it's like a uh, something you can kind that of you manipulate can, it a little bit. Yeah, and so that was really interesting, I think. And now I'm just playing around with it, and and lucky enough to be here and just have time to do do it. But that's how I got into it. it and plenty of different plants and types yeah. to work with, right? Amazing, yeah. And plants that when I go back to Berlin I won't see anymore. So such a like such a nice way to explore new new uh things around and yeah and so uh just a little bit about uh the work that you've been doing since you've been here uh in the startville area with the mcgowans what have you been working on um so the cyanotypes as we were just talking about just doing lots of those and also um doing a lot of drawing and mainly with oil pastels i mean we had brought up earlier back to the like roots back to oil pastels meeting joseph i mean i never left the oil pastels i always uh drew with them and um they're always a big part in just drawing and carrying around my notebook and such a lot of abstract kind of yeah a lot of faces i've like just really do a lot of faces and that's never really changed since freshman year I mean the faces kind of change a little bit but now now it's getting a bit more abstract now because of the cyanotypes and as I said before the Berlin drawing room mm-hmm. the botanicals uh, I've then gotten interested in in, in flowers and, and nature around but yeah, and oil pastels are great for ab- abstracting it all. Um, so They're good for collaboration, too. Yeah. Now, now, Joseph visited you in Berlin one year. Yeah, he and did. you guys had a little show yeah. up in, like, a loft or some really cool It's space. an attic. It was, like, attic. a completely abandoned attic. It was yeah. very interesting. 
Yeah, it was great. And that was that was also with oil pastels, and um, I mean Joseph also does so many different faces and forms. So um, we played around with oil pastels, just walking around Berlin, always drawing, and then with tons of Polaroids as well. And so, yeah, th those those things have always kind of been in my drawings, and and whenever Joseph and I are kind of together, they just get enhanced like by a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, what about uh, since your time spent in Mississippi, uh, like just being on the property, it, it just tends to bring out like the most creative in people. Uh, just start with, uh, has there been any particular places you've gone that was pretty impressive to you? Well, I haven't been able to go to so many places at the moment. I think it was quite, it was Thanksgiving and then mm -hmm. it, was, it was storming. But we did yesterday go to Dave's, Dave's Dark Horse Tavern. Dark Horse Tavern. A local fave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was great. I mean, it's just nice to like be in the South again and, um, and meet so many people and we went and who was playing at Dave's? The holograms, I, right? The holograms. Yeah. Um, so they were there and also got to see um, um, Del, Del Rendon's uh, work, like paintings that are at Dave's as well. And it's just really pleasant to meet all these new people and hear like what they're up to because everyone's also drawing or doing music well, or and, and also we really wanted her to meet some of the members of the Del Rendon yeah. Foundation board and mm -hmm. there's three non-family members on there myself Joe McGowan and then Dave Hood and Lee Graham and the rest are family members and the, the Del Rendon Foundation helps provide a stipend for the uh, visiting artists here so that was it was really nice for her to get to meet a couple of them and one of them is a musician and yeah. one of them is very supportive of music and art so Really yeah. yeah, it was really nice. And yeah. um, I'm hoping to come go back like in the next couple days and be able to take some portraits there as well. That would be nice. I oh, mean, I went cool. during the nighttime where it's a little bit more difficult, and I also forgot my camera. Like, <laughs> very difficult to take photographs <laughs> without the camera. So hopefully, <laughs> in the next couple of days, be able to go back and and. and take some portraits there as well and meet yeah. some more people. Yeah, maybe do a little street photography. Yeah, yeah, did, yeah. I haven't done street photography in a long time, but <coughs> so I decided... Did you, guys, you did see a few of the local murals one day, I think. Y yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah not, we drove around. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You know how to book flights and hotels. 
all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. This week, hopefully it'll be better. Yeah. We're keeping her busy, though. We're we're letting her out just for small periods of time. And we're like, get to work. Yeah, you got to draw some more. Yeah, no, she's very... Shoo, shoo, go. She's very active. Uh, She's very busy. They also have so many cool materials and stuff here. Like, Joe and Joseph just have an amazing collection of pens and paints. And you know, a little bit more about your time uh, spent here. Uh, Is that going to look the way it did for Joseph? Is there going to be an event set up in town for her to show what she's done? We are going to have a small uh, reception and showing of some of the work she's done while here. Friday, this Friday, December. I guess second. December 2nd from mm-hmm. 4 to 7 p.m. at the Starville Arts Area Arts Council space on Main Street. It's a new space they just got, and I think she'll be one of the first people to have a little uh, show there. It's a one-night show, nice. yeah. so we uh, invite people to come in and see your work, and, and some of it will be for sale, so yeah. certainly buy a piece. I mean, she's traveled all the way from Berlin, you know, yeah, to be you here. Know, and uh, her, her outlook is very different, she's fresh And I, I haven't been to the U.S. for three years, so it's like it's really nice to be back, but when I go back to Berlin, I'm like, I don't know the next time I'm going to be in the U.S. I mean, yeah. We'll see. Uh, so when you came back, was you coming back just for here and then you're back in Berlin? Or? Yeah, well, I'm also, I'm right after here, I'm going to go see my grandparents in Puerto Rico for a month. Um, and I usually go and see them for a month every year, but I always skip the U.S. and just go straight to Puerto Rico. But um I will be with them for a month and also working on a project, like a photo project there that I'm working with with my grandparents. Nice. Um, I just get to spend my whole days with them and photograph them and also also learn about the the town that they live live in, which is 
really, really isolated and not many people around, but hopefully be able to walk around and meet some people and photograph them as well. And um, so it'll be a busy. It's going to be a busy these two weeks and then a month, and mm -hmm. and then I go back to Berlin. And I'll be pretty set there. So, like, what is a a day in the life for you in Berlin look like? Is um, <laughs> what is that like? We talked we talked uh, before we got started yeah. about grocery shopping on Sunday and how yeah. that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, all the grocery stores are closed on Sunday, so you can't do grocery grocery right. shopping on Sunday. And usually that's everyone's, especially people who aren't from Germany, like a lot of the Americans and such that I know. Every Sunday they're just like, oh, I need need to go do groceries, and then. They're like, ah, no, it's closed, it's ruined, I can't do anything. And, but um, a day in life for me in Berlin, to be honest, quite shifts around a lot because I do different kinds of freelance work. I also do archiving in a gallery. And so more like within a week, it's like one morning I can be going in the morning to do archiving. The, another morning I can be... like walks in Berlin like very long couple hour walks are really nice um, and also meeting friends like there's so many great people around there you can just sit down and have really great conversations like my work in the sense of like my photos and drawings are always like very very slow so I'm never doing them constantly in Berlin but I'm always meeting people and moving around and taking and having like my notebook with me and taking little bits and pieces from like what I'm doing and doing little notes and little drawings and then at some point I'll take the time to make it bigger or yeah or lock myself in my bedroom for like a, a day or two which is sometimes really nice to just uh, be there and just draw uh, but it can really change, yeah. It shifts a lot. It's Just not very static, which I really like. Yeah, so. it sounds like it. I mean, every day is presents its own challenges. And yeah. What you gonna do for that day? Yeah. What about as far as like entertainment? You mentioned like long walks and hanging out with friends. Of, uh, what about as far as like uh, uh maybe uh music shows or anything yeah. like that are you into that <laughs> yeah i love this i mean i go to a lot of i mean berlin is for sure known for like their clubs and their their parties and um i love going to them <laughs> i go to go there quite often um there's just and usually they're like techno or drum and bass or break beats or um some live concerts but uh for me, I really, really enjoy just dancing. So a lot of EDM. Uh, not EDM. Is there a difference between techno EDM and like? I don't really I'm, know. I'm sure there is. Yeah, but like but I, I, I would not be the. And there's I would like not be then the there's one. like trance and like ambient and yeah. I'm slowly learning like because a lot of my friends are within this music world and they're doing like really amazing things, but with them I'm slowly learning what all the differences are. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, when it comes to music and kind of entertainment there, to be honest, I just really love going to these clubs and going into a 
corner and just dancing for a really really long time and the beautiful thing about that place is that people don't really bother you there so I never really went out in the U.S. but there I go out alone or I would go alone quite often and just be in a corner dancing and no one would bother me or everyone would just let me be mm-hmm. as I wish. Um, Joseph has arrived and then um, and a lot of my friends there when I'm when I also go out I'm not very talkative I've become even more and more quiet so it's been really nice to meet people who when I'm out they also just they're not constantly like are you okay are you good do we need talk and like needing that everyone just kind of chills hangs around listens to really great music and then you're there all of a sudden for like six seven hours eight hours longer 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 and then it's really (laughs) nice time (laughs) and then you come out in the daytime and you're like that was nice um (laughs) and but yeah unfortunately I, i don't do so many live events i think it's also more money wise all these things cost money and uh, I have to select (laughs) but um, there's I would say for a weekend entertainment some really great music and the place to dance is where I you will find me I guess (laughs) well cool Uh, well uh, I guess I have three questions for you uh, and we'll walk it out the door is uh, as far as if people want to see what you're working on, do you have like an Instagram or a social yeah. media that you share your work on? Um, I have a, I have a website. I mean, I have a social media, and there's a it's not link. really active. It, I don't really put my work on there so much, which I probably should change. But um, I have my website's connected to my Instagram. If that okay. My website is karinarovira.format.com, so K-A-R-I-N-A, Rovira, R-O-V as in Victor, I-R-A, and then dot format, F-O-R-M-A-T, dot com. Uh, Hopefully I spelled all that right. (laughs) I know. and I may spell it wrong. Oh boy. It's K-K-K-K-K-K-K under the underline underscore yeah underscore chiquitita so C-H-I Q-I T-I-A-T chiquitita I It's close enough. <laughs> yeah. It'll get you there. Yeah. Take out a K or two. Yeah, it's seven Ks. That's <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's a lot. Just type in Karina Rovira. It's well. It'll get there. It'll yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, question two. Uh, so far, uh, and we've talked a little bit about it, but uh, what has been um, just some of your favorite uh, moments being back in in the South? Uh, is it yeah. just being able to take time and work, or hanging out with Joseph for a little while, mm-hmm. or? Um, 
maybe like all of the above and plus yeah. more. I think really taking like one of the like I think not all the time, but moments of just like being able to just focus on work is really such a privilege to have. You're able to take that time and. Um, a beautiful like great time it's also hard like there's been a couple days where I'm like not liking anything I do but you're kind of forced to sit with it and then when you really aren't liking it then all of a sudden you're like it starts working out a bit more mm-hmm. like to this morning when I was showing the cyanotypes I was not really enjoying what I was doing the past couple days and then today it was kind of had a breakthrough yeah I was like whoa okay it's it's so it that's the really beautiful thing about just having the time to do it it's just not it's not always the most beautiful thing but it's just Mm -hmm. time and then being able to just sit around with Joseph again like I hadn't seen him since 2018 when yeah when he came for my internship in Berlin and it's always so nice to be drawing again and be like in freshman year just on one sheet of paper just and and then everyone else that I've been lucky enough to meet here as well and see what they're up to Um, we've met people who are doing photography like JC uh, someone yesterday named Tuesdays doing watercolors Mm -hmm. and other photographers and other painters and so I always from like doing documentary work always enjoy meeting new people and in so many different forms from like what they say or how they express themselves or how they move or what they do is always really fascinating to watch and so that's a really nice thing about being in the south I mean there's then a unique way that everyone communicates here and mm-hmm. that isn't like Berlin so um, yeah and the weather is great <laughs> In yeah. Berlin, it's, it's like really, right it's gray and dark and and cold. And here we are, like sitting by this beautiful pond uh, with some wind, and uh, and I have like one jacket on. So yeah, it's yeah. nice to be back. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they uh, had anything to plug, but uh, last question: to walk out of the door, mm-hmm. just put you on the spot. <laughs> what was your favorite part of this interview? Oh. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> um I think I really just enjoyed the time to just sit and talk honestly. Like and you seem like very relaxed. Like I feel there's some things that even Joe hasn't heard about like my uh growing up or my like what I've been up to or what I've been doing because and did we did we miss anything is there was there anything that we missed I don't know if I um, if I rushed through I'm, I mean pro- no <laughs> but <laughs> we no. hit the milestones I'm, I'm always yeah I'm always quite vague and jumpy with things and then there's like tons of other details but that's that will take forever (laughs) to sit down but no I really just enjoyed the time sitting with you and being able to talk about also look back at university I haven't talked so much about like what I was doing in university and so it's nice to think back to that time yeah it's a very unique time in your Um, life when you're figuring things out I like what you said about you know like closing yourself off while you were playing tennis and then having to open yourself up Mm -hmm. you know while you're trying to be artistic and creative Mm -hmm. Uh, 
that'd be really hard to do if, if yeah. you weren't opening yourself up. Yeah. Was that your favorite part of the interview? I think so, because yeah. I've never heard so. it put that way before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it was a good insight, because mm. I think it is that way in, like, competition or sports to yeah. where you you do have to shut yourself off, and it is very much about I have a job to do, and I have to, I have to do it regardless of what that does to the person I'm in competition with. Yeah. Versus where when it comes to the arts or you're trying to express the way that uh, you perceive the world or yeah. what it's what it's saying to you. Yeah. So you have to be open. Yeah. That was a very good way to put it. Yeah, I'm glad I I'm glad I put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, Karina, I don't have anything else to do. Anything anything else you'd like to plug? No, all good. Thank you, Wind. Yeah. For, it was nice also and yeah, no, it was a great time. Thank you. Great. And we're done. Good idea, man. So, all right, before we uh, sign off on this podcast, I wanted to sit down with Joe to make sure that we uh, cover all the bases with the McGowan studio. So as far as uh, funding, uh, how does that happen, and how can listeners get involved if they want to? Well, there's there's two big components here. There's, there's the McGowan side of it, which... We're building a sort of an art compound out here, the McGowan Art Studio compound, whatever you'd like to call it. Uh, we, we are able to bring in visiting artists to stay with us in a cabin we built or our old house. We're building a gallery, which we'll, we, when we finish, we'll do workshops. And artists can do workshops and show their work there when they're staying with us. Um, that's all funded 100% from sales of art over the years. As we sell art, we buy lumber. Very simple. Um, and then we have, And then we have a... On the side that we have this part of this is an artist in residence program we really wanted to do and uh, so we can house artists here but typically artists in residence programs don't have paid stipends for artists in fact I believe to my knowledge that we haven't been able to find another private entity in Mississippi that has a paid uh, artist in residence program there's some universities and other things so that's that's huge and so but for the Funding for the stipend, that is coming from the Dell Rendon Foundation. Uh, it's a local organization that uh, supports arts and music. They're at the backbone of almost every art and music event locally, including a huge art scholarship at Mississippi State. Uh, so, And they're, they're easy. You can support them. Uh, you can go to the Dell Rendon Foundation Facebook page. There's a donate page there. Uh, you can easily donate. You can go to the website, dellrendon.org. You can donate easily. You can... There's many ways, but uh, that that's you. So that supports the financial aspects of the artist in a large way. We we take care of the housing and some of the food and whatnot and promotional activities and art supplies in some cases. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a kind of a double thing. And I'm part of the foundation now. We have it's a full nonprofit organization, and I'm one of the board members. So right on. And so the gallery is uh, is near finished. It's- over halfway done. Uh, what about uh, the future plans? Uh, possible music events? Uh, what are you thinking? Yeah, our, our, our gallery is a long building. You can't see it on a podcast, <laughs> but it's very—it's a long gate building with a huge front porch. It's covered, facing the pond, and, and it's a good view of the sunset in the evening. So on the porch, when it's nice, we hope to have outdoor musical activities, even things like little plays, you know, whatever, um, various performances, and it'll be an indoor-outdoor kind of thing with two large French doors on the front leading out to the porch. Uh, but inside, we hope to have art on display regularly. 
And then we are out in the country. We're 10 miles from Starkville, uh, down in, you know, down the Gravel Road, depending on how you come. And, you know, so, you know, it's not going to be like an everyday, like a super busy place, but we'll have events and, and we hope to highlight visiting artists that we bring in or other people who want to teach a workshop. Uh, so we, we want to combine the music and art and even, uh, you know, maybe visually have uh, digital shows of art in the background while people are playing music. There's no no in between. It can be everything, you know, all over the place. Just anything artistic, creative. You know, maybe at times have you know someone cooking some interesting food, or we might have some of these sip and paint things. You know, that people do whatever. No, we're a little ways off. It's oh, we just gotta, you know, plug along, get there. But it's 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 really uh, come a long way though. All right. Anything else uh, that you'd like to say about the retreat, the compound, or studio? Well, we have our second this with with Karina, our second paid in, uh, resident. It's been uh, it's really fun to see how it's working. We both of them were kind of handpicked. You know, we we're looking for people with connections to us at the moment and people we think would fit into our kind of rural but interesting landscape with the natural history here that's rich and people that are appreciated. And so far, both of them have really done really well. They've taken the opportunity to do a lot of art concentrated art in a short you know period of time a couple of weeks she's been here a week i mean she's working art art almost every day into the night just roaming around soaking it in working um it's it's been a really good experience both for us and i think both of the artists we've had i i guess i'm speaking for them but i, I think they are getting a little bit out of it and we certainly are you know um and we're making interesting connections with them too you know maybe we'll go visit karina in berlin you know or you know and or maybe Puerto Rico, or you know, wherever. You know, we're hoping to bring different people together and bring new people to Starkville. Mm-hmm. In addition to, we we also want local and regional artists to come out. I mean, we're trying to, you know, it's a different tiered system. There's like, we want some international, national, regional, and local people involved with participating out here. In some way or another, everything will be different. You know, sometimes they might want to come out and work a little and stay for free and do some work. You know, we all have everything in between there that we can think of over time. Right on. Anything else to do? Well, I just got a lot of work to do. Physical labor. <laughs> yeah, so um, come out here and uh, sign up. Put some uh, nails in some boards. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Free labor is very helpful. But it's all a good cause. It's all, I mean, everything we're doing, I think, helps other people in this region. And I think it makes the area better when people are doing something to bring art and creativity to a, to the public. I think it's always good. Absolutely. Us. Uh, puts a little bit of culture on the map for us you know i mean she might be you know this girl flew in from berlin i mean just to just, be in sesame just you know and like why would someone come from germany to be in starkville out in the country you know it's just an interesting concept you know i can mm-hmm. see why we might want to go to berlin yeah but there's something different here and, and we've talked about this before where we feel like mississippi is a hotbed for creativity and and there's something in the air that makes you want to make art and it's just easy and relaxed and you can you don't have to think about anything else and you can just do it and no one's making you do a certain type of art i'm like you know we might joke around a little bit like get to work karina but she's uh i'm not no she's she's just doing her thing and showing us how she's doing it and maybe learning a little from us by mistake yeah right on there you go well that'll do it for me all right thank you joe thank you
to be You can do anything you want to do It doesn't matter who you came from We're all the same If you learn the angles of the game Then you can play it To be who you are After it's over There'll be nothing left Except some graffiti Initials on a tree A distant memory In a mortal mind It's a lot to give When the eyes that see the afterlife Are blind It's hard to believe in something It's hard to believe in something It's hard to believe in something When you're feeling like It's all a lie It's all a lie Ninety-six crayons in your jumbo pack Infinity pictures in your rainbow mind Until you're out of wax You create a world And you crave to share it with your girl And she will try There's gotta be something out there more than this Gotta be something out there more than this Cause I'm feeling sick And I can feel that prick I can watch the sunset every night Will we ever know? Is it all just black? Will we ever share it with the former generations of our pack? A forgotten stitch A religious itch Where do we all go? Does the mind continue working with the soul Once the body's in the ditch? It's hard to believe in something It's hard to believe in something It's hard to believe in something When you're feeling like It's all a lie it's hard to believe in something It's hard to believe in something It's hard to believe in something When you're feeling like It's all a lie It's all a lie It's all a lie It's all a lie For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.